Welcome to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, love, and culture, and whatever happens to be on my mind at that time. I'm your host, Minji Chang, and each week I'll be bringing in some friends and special guests to discuss our journeys in living honest, fulfilling, and ridiculously amazing lives. Here we are with episode one of First of All. This is an incredibly momentous occasion for me. Please excuse all the gushing. There may be a lot of this. Um, I'm so happy to be here with all of you guys. For those of you who don't know me, again, my name is Minji Chang. I am a nonprofit director, actress, and now entrepreneur, etc., um, living in Los Angeles. And I'm, I'm just here to talk with you and with a friend about... A feature topic today, which we'll get to in a second. But first, I want to introduce my special guest because she's an incredible woman. And I really, when I when I identified her in my in my psyche, I couldn't think of anybody else that I would want to, you know, start this whole conversation off with. She is warm and wonderful, and you're about to know all of this. Manpreet Kaur. Hello. Hi. <laughs> did I do your last name justice? You did, actually. Okay, it was very you. well said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and Manpreet, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So I work alongside Minji here in Los Angeles at Collaboration Los Angeles. And Minji says the nicest things. And by the way, I was doing jazz hands that you all missed, but I'm no, super spirit, stoked, so. super stoked to be here and to get to talking about some stuff that's on your mind. And your mind. And on my well. mind. Always, always on my mind. Manpreet is from the Bay Area, as am I. Um, we'll get to know each other a lot through this conversation. Uh, but she is an incredibly powerful professional woman. And then the way that we want, know one another is through the nonprofit that I run called Collaboration with a K, which focuses on discovering, connecting, elevating Asian American Pacific Islander artists. And we can talk a little bit more about that later. I'm also a podcast host for that. Um, but this is my, my little space. I know. And it's going to be amazing. That's what I'm super stoked about. Like This is why I needed you here. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the the number of times in my mind I'm just like, I cannot believe she reached out to me to talk. Like, oh, this is gonna be so dope. <laughs> Always. And so um just know um if any of you guys out there are listeners to Collabcast, this is again my little space. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this being a place where I can flow. Um I do curse a lot. <laughs> I'm putting a disclaimer. And this actually is kind of a segue into our topic yeah. because uh, it's an important topic to me that's come up more and more as a young woman, as a woman of color, as a leader. Um, it's just a very near and dear topic that actually pisses me off a lot. Very personal. But today's topic is called Sorry Not Sorry. <laughs> The dangers of the I'm sorry culture. And remember, this podcast is called First of All because usually when things come up, that's my first indicator that I'm going to go off about something. Oh, yeah. So I actually want to start with you because we've talked about this extensively and I just want to kind of get your thoughts going into this. The I'm just, sorry culture. Just, just as context, Minji and I are both female, right? We're both <laughs> yes. we're both leaders in this nonprofit world. We both have led professional lives, and we've dealt with not just and just in another like layer of like similarity. I should touch upon really is us both being Asian, you know. And in my in my growing up and my experience, just 
culturally speaking, the female is more dismissive. We're more submissive. We're more mm-hmm. willing to let things go and willing to let things slide. Yep. So that usually tends to come off as, well, I'm sorry. You know, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue to like roll on over. Um, keep and bulldozing me it, and acting fine. like nothing that I do or want or need matters yeah exactly (laughs) and then like let's layer on top of that like on top of our culture like just being a female Mm -hmm. working in the professional world and corporate america oh man the number of times and look at me oh man i should be saying oh woman (laughs) god oh okay anyway yes so you know having to deal with the structure and the ideologies of like just just the rampant misogyny that i deal with on a daily um kind of has made Minji and I have a lot of conversations about this. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, like, oh man, like this happened and I'm sorry, but I have to express my feelings. Like even in expressing our feelings to one another, we say sorry. sorry. Yeah. You start with I'm sorry, but, or, you know, like, you know, this happened. I apologize. Well, really? Are you sorry? (laughs) Right. And it's just become such an ingrained part of our lives. And first of all, (laughs) I, I, Everything that you said, I mean, it's been, it was, it was actually a really, and I have that question for you. It was a really unique moment when I realized that I did that because I didn't realize that I did that. I would preface every single statement and or question with an I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, I think. I'm sorry, can you, what, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize that I did that until one day my brother, my older brother got super annoyed with all the I'm sorry that I was just dishing out one after the other. And he's like, can you like shut up with the sorries? Like, and I was like, I really didn't know that I did that. And after that moment, I just noticed it all the time. So when did you realize that you did? Was it me? I think, (laughs) yeah, I was going to say, I think it was you. How fitting. I was the caller outer. (laughs) Yeah. Minji one day sat me down. I was like, Hey, Manpreet, like you should really just watch out the number of times you say, sorry, like, are you actually apologetic? And even if now I've started really pausing and thinking about what I'm truly trying to express in my communication with others. And sometimes I still have very apologetic, like body language. You take the, I'm sorry out and your body still does stuff that your brain's like, all right, well I'm over it. No, but your body's not like you're exactly so ingrained. And so you have to like shoulders out, shoulders back, wonder woman pose, you You know, know? (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And that's, it's, it's again, that's why I'm like, I want to bring this up and I want us to be talking about this because I feel like it's a very subliminal topic. Um, again, it's not just limited to, to females, but it's a lot of people who've been marginalized or treated lesser than it kind of becomes ingrained in your psyche. Again, it's deeper than just, it's a socialization, right? And so I feel that, I am at this point in life. The reason why this this whole podcast, all of this, this new frontier for me is really important is because, and why I chose this as the first topic is because I am doing everything in my power to reclaim my own fucking space. Yeah. Like not apologize for having an opinion or for maybe being a little louder than some other people, uh, for asking questions, for having, you know, my preferences. I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've spent such a significant amount of time in my life being sorry. Yeah. Um, without realizing it or, or being, or just kind of like feeling that if I do have all those things, like have an opinion that I'm somehow infringing on someone else's life or that I'm like, Mm -hmm. like disturbing their peace or something. 
You want to know something funny? Yes, always. <clears throat> I mean, I know that was like really deep and, you know, moving, but the <laughs> first the first thing I did when Minji told me that I say sorry all the time, aside from assessing my entire existence and like going back <laughs> and reworking how I like function as a human being, I opened up my Coffee Meets Bagel app. <laughs> Girl. And I updated my preferences and I was like, I want somebody who is unapologetically themselves. Sure, you really did that? I really did. Hey. Yeah. I mean, it's since been deleted because like people really started being unapologetically oh, themselves. Oh, okay. So it's also, <laughs> FYI, be careful what you wish for. What you wish for. <laughs> but really, the, the purpose of that was because if I put that out into the universe and saying like that's what I want from others, that yeah. will also force me to be that way. Right. That's how I function. Well, it's funny then if you got if you started getting some some unapologetically themselves callers. I'm going to call them gentlemen, but if they're if they're being themselves, and maybe that's like you rising to the challenge. You'd be like, all right, so I'm going to be myself. Mm -hmm. You're not cute, or not even you're not cute. That's that's lame. Like you have no game. Like I don't know what you're saying to me. You're actually I think you're low key a misogynist or whatever. Like then you can. Fire it back too, but but again, I think it it took me a long time. I've I think I've always kind of had this like very opinionated part of me since I was very very young, but again through different social cues, a lot of it being my parents and I grew up in church culture, all that stuff. I was cued through a lot of different ways that that's not appropriate behavior. That that's not ladylike. It's um, you know, and just assumptions on a lot of people I've grown I'm I am Asian now as I have always been and I feel over the years I've been able to identify like people just kind of assume that I'm quieter and sometimes I assume that position like I'll walk into a room and I'll suddenly I'll suddenly shut shut the fuck up (laughs) like where did I go yeah right um oh does that happen to you like oh yeah I actually just came out of this like professional review in my corporate life right okay and my boss sits me down and like there's all this positive stuff like you're so like happy all the time everyone wants to work with you great I was like tell me the nitty-gritty like detailed negative shit you know I need to know how to improve (laughs) you really like dig for that yeah I really do yeah you did that with the first collaboration leadership (laughs) like when she was running a meeting this is volunteer leadership mind you but I mean it's still very meaningful for us. She straight up like busts out a Google survey. <laughs> like, tell me all the things I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's how I mean, I, props to you. A lot of yeah. people can't handle that feedback, but I mean So, you know, I was like, tell me, like, tell me what I can do to improve. And so she sits down, she's like, All right, here's this piece. It was like, you have a lot of untapped leadership potential. And I was like, tell me again preach like preach i was like wait what do you mean and she was like yeah so actually i have been working on this like intense project we finally finished it i'm presenting it to my vp and like the general manager and all these people work it and then she tells me that people during after that meeting said that i could have like really taken control and charge of that room more mm-hmm. and that i aside from just presenting some information i could have really like led that meeting in a way that i just didn't understand how to do because oh girl let's work together i i think i it's funny that you're saying that and i'm not trying to critique you but tell me i i, I know she's like tell me right now in detail i could no okay but keep going sorry yeah and so that was just really eye opening for me because 
But She's I am not actually act- sorry because I did not mean to interrupt you. That, that's rude. <laughs> okay, so this sorry, I'll let I'll let fly by. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it was just really eye opening for me as a person and as a as a professional uh, that I still, despite all of this preparation and really being like the the master of this knowledge and presenting it, that I still didn't fill up the room with my presence and I still. Like that was the feedback I got. And I, and I felt sorry about it during that time I reflected and I was like, I felt like despite me knowing everything, literally, mm-hmm. I still wanted to give voice to everyone else in the room. Right. I still wanted to have their opinions heard more so than mine because I already knew everything. I wanted to make sure I was addressing their needs and their concerns. And that's why, <laughs> why do I do that? <laughs> I don't think okay so I'm going to put a positive I'm going to PR positive spin this I think again one of the best qualities that I know about I, I could go on for days about why I love Mumpreet oh, but you, your your generosity and your spirit of wanting to provide for whoever whoever it is in that room that needs your guidance or needs information or needs a ride somewhere or needs to eat whatever needs a sweater off your back I mean you're so giving and generous and I think that's an incredibly admirable thing the, I think any positive trait that people have can also like it's a slippery slope and it can easily become dangerous territory I know that well because again I can again I, I'm aware like I'm opinionated and I, I've learned to appreciate that about myself but I know it's gotten me into some some sticky situations it's not always good right so um your greatest strength can also be your weakness but it's like sometimes you get over accommodating then it's like having that balance of self-worth well exactly value and so she kind of summarized it my boss as me having an apologetic presence and i was like girl i've been working on this for months are you serious <laughs> right now tell you <laughs> you're like if you even knew i had to bite my tongue to say before i said i'm sorry for having an apologetic <laughs> the irony you guys do you see this goes so deep this goes so deep man like it was crazy it was crazy i was like oh if only minji knew here we are <laughs> <laughs> it all comes out eventually. No, and and uh, again, the reason why I want to have this conversation, kind of just like because we're at the beginning stages of this podcast, and I think there's so much there because I've spoken with so many different people, and I'm a question asker and I'm a discusser. I love conversing with people because I like digging deeper. I like peeling back the layers. Um, I love also superficial, ridiculous, random stuff too. So, mind you, this is not going to be all like we're going to have fun, but. Uh, this is fun for me. Um, but I think that I don't, I think we experience it and we commiserate. So we know this feeling very well. Now that we're putting it out in the world in words, you and I get this and like, and and I hope like people can respond, um, and, and give feedback and, and kind of just share. I really want people to share this with people if you feel what we're saying, but it doesn't get talked about that much. No. You know, and like, at least in our generation, I mean, we had Oprah, who I really, really look up to, and I think she's incredible. And she's always talked about living your best life. And through her talk show, provided so much of that catharsis and that therapy, I guess. Yeah. Did you, I mean, did you ever watch Oprah? Uh, or like, any of her clips or anything? Yeah, watch definitely. Every time I see Oprah on screen, I think I come out as like a five times stronger woman. Even yes. if it lasts only like an hour, I'm like, no. I'm on top of the world. 
but really that she has me. that effect yeah yeah and so i mean like generations after her not generations maybe like a generation after her show's been off the air for years mm-hmm. but she's had that influence and so anyway i'm just putting her out there because she's been a huge influence to me in terms of being a really positive yeah. strong woman and you know can what talk about this what i want like if since we're having this conversation if you're not just a female but if you're just a person who has ever caught themselves saying sorry or have heard other people say oh you say sorry a lot start watching out man like you don't need to say it that often right i've even started calling out people like just casually like literally at the starbucks they'll be like i'm sorry it took so long i'm like are you actually (laughs) (laughs) i love that like swivel you put like are you actually sorry like and i and they're usually like no I think okay, and and, the, and we're not trying to just like start a movement of like. So, are you actually? Start? I mean, again, if based on your friendship, do you? I love that because when you can have levity about, it, when you joke about it, that's great because yeah. then you got that you got that trust. But should you meet somebody maybe you're not that close to, and maybe like they might take the joke the wrong way. I mean, really, like lovingly, because again, I think this world is crazy. I mean, this is why I need this podcast. It's just, I got to blow off some steam. I need to talk things out with my friends. I hope that whatever we talk about can, can bring some like emotional mental therapy for people out there and that they feel me. Cause that's, that relieves a lot of my stress, yeah. but be loving, you know, like it all comes from love. However you communicate it, you know, if it's coming from a place of love and you're, you're trying to infuse your friend, which is what I was always wanting to do with you. My pretty, it's like, do you know how fucking dope you are? Don't apologize for that in any way. You know, like we're just staring at each other. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm gonna keep saying it until you get it. But uh, I'm telling you, there's been it's been a long journey, and you know I could talk about this for hours. But one of the things I kind of also want to, if there's any other help besides like talking about it that I can provide, I really got into meditation because of many things. But that one that that element was very much a part of that in terms of building self-confidence. And when I say meditation, I'm talking about guided meditations because I could not quiet my, this will be a whole other podcast, Mm -hmm. but I could not quiet my mind for the life of me. I'm a very active, uh, thinking, feeling person. And I am still learning how to quiet my mind. But that was one of my ways that I started addressing. I was like ninjaing my brain as I slept. (laughs) Wow. Because I was literally, I was like, I'm not going to stop thinking. Like, even if I'm listening to a guided meditation when I'm awake, I'm still going to think about other stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was a video, a viral video that's going around right now about a Buddhist monk who is kind of expressing in this video that you have a monkey brain and like a more thoughtful, like actual purposeful brain. Okay. And his methodology for meditation really is kind of just counting like your breaths or just saying in and out. Like if you're breathing, you're going in and then out. And then like that can happen at any given point. It doesn't matter. You don't have to silence your mind. And he was laughing about it. He was like this notion of trying to silence your mind is not ever going to help you. (laughs) He was like, you have this really active portion of your brain that's 
it's called the monkey brain and it's not going to just silence itself for right. you but you occupy it you know what i mean it's like a rampant two-year-old you throw like shit at it and it'll do something real talk like i'm always thinking honestly a lot of it is consumed by food like yeah. what am i gonna eat next I'm yeah hungry. exactly <laughs> and so that's what i've been doing and it really is very calming i don't know how we got on this topic but because we need it we need to feed our brains i feel like this is the the, the goal of this and this will keep evolving as we go with these conversations but i want this to be food for the soul i want this to be food for your brain um for us to share advice or like what what are it sounds very dramatic but like what how how do we cope right yeah. how do you address this issue the sorry not sorry issue this is part of this this is my one of my way i'm coping i'm like dealing with this sorry mentality that i'm trying to shed i feel mm-hmm. like i'm in a chrysalis and i'm emerging and by the way today's my birthday we're we're launching all of this this podcast everything on my birthday and it's part of this new newer me this newer version of me that is going to put my thoughts and my wants out there in the universe unapologetically yes. if there's something i'm sorry about i will say sorry and i do because mm-hmm. i yeah when i when i fuck up and it happens <laughs> I, I i need to take responsibility but then in all other cases it's not necessary. And yeah. I, I don't want to, I want to feed my, my worth. Yeah. I want to keep feeding my breeds. Like every time I see you <laughs> and online. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing? Bless. <laughs> I love your face. So, and I don't, can you remind me real quick when we had that conversation? It wasn't that long ago. It right? wasn't. It, I think it was maybe in February. Okay. I had just taken over as executive director as, of Los Angeles. And, and she kept asking me like, why did you choose me? Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. I was like, cause you're amazing. You're boss. And <laughs> that's why. You mean why? And me constantly being like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna fuck up. Like, I'm like, going stop to. Stop And, and uh, I think we've been doing some good stuff. You have, we have, you have, again, leadership and good. Again, I, I think that there's a lot of untapped awesomeness out there that can be unleashed once we really kind of give ourselves a break a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and again, we, we're, a lot of us may not be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. So don't start apologizing that you didn't know that you were apologizing. None of that. We're not going to keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sending out hugs to everybody because trust me, it's, it was decades and it still pops its ugly head up every once in a while, this issue. Um, but we're, we're going to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my grandma, my great grandma is like 112 years old in India. And one day I asked her, I was like, Grandma, how are you so old? And she was like, (laughs) literally, she was like, I don't talk a lot. So if anything, if you like, if you like take anything away from this, if you save your breath for those two words, I'm sorry. Like, and and like, just think that you're going to start living older because why not? Like, Mm. you know, do that. So I might have a short but fulfilling life. I talk a lot. Same, same, same. She was like, she literally gave me that look of like, you're screwed. Like, shade. I, I talk, shade, I talk a lot. Yeah. Dude, it's cool. I love when you talk. This is why I invited you to be on this podcast. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So that's it for our feature topic. We can go on for days, but thank you so much for sharing this first step i am beyond honored seriously this has been the best portion of my entire month probably oh my god i love it and we are not sorry i wish i don't know if it's a copyright issue but i want to insert a little beyonce right here Uh, yeah i'm sorry 
I'm so right. <laughs> you're amazing. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up our podcast, our first episode, with a little segment that I'm gonna call IMO, in my opinion, because everything I say is my opinion. Uh, I'm not claiming everything to be fact. I've grown. We are going to take questions from our audience. And um, I've had such an outpouring of love and support from friends that I've shared that I'm doing this. And we've already gotten questions. So um, this will be just a short segment where whoever my guest is of that week um, and I will give our, our two cents, our advice, our opinions on said question. You ready? I'm ready. You totally ready? All right, so our first question is from Kristen, who's a lovely, amazing woman. Um, Her question is, I struggle with communicating with my parents about how I'm feeling when I'm angry or upset about X, Y, or Z. How do you deal with talking across the generation gap? Okay, this is going to be another hour. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was like, this is a very hefty question, you know. It's not the skimpy question. If anyone gets that reference, you're a bomb. Anyway. So for me, the first thing I thought of is just meeting them where they're at. You know, my sister, she's like nine turning 10. And she asked me the other week, she's like, Didi, how do you kiss? And so I Googled how how to kiss because why not? And there was this video (laughs) of this guy and his tip was wherever the female is at and doesn't it, this could be anyone like it could be your parents, whatever. It just stuck with me. He was like, just meet her where she's at. And there's a very like gruesome image in my brain now every time I think that but it's stuck with me <laughs> now mine too yeah and and it just really kind of that's what I've been doing like because I've had that issue myself and I don't know if you've dealt with it too where you're kind of like you feel that you know more sometimes and you right. you want to navigate the conversation you want to control it and you want to like shift it and mold it and what I've realized is they have opinions as well. And they really have all <laughs> of this experience that we just negate. We're just like, if it wasn't in America, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. As, it's but, irrelevant. You know, and even if your parents aren't like immigrants and if they're like were born and raised here, they still have this vast amount of experience that we as children very inherently just kind of like shun aside. Right. And so I mean, that's I feel like a very universal young person's thing. It's yeah. Like, you don't even know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like, don't know. You don't understand. But the reality is, oh, they know. Yeah. They and know a lot more than you think they know. So my way has been like just meeting them where they're at. And if they really don't understand or if they're making, if they're mocking some like political thing that I'm really passionate about, that's what gets me angry. Like they just, they're like not interested. They're, that's mm-hmm. apathy 101, my parents. But when you get upset though, how do you, so how do you, how do you deal with that? Do you just let the upsetness lie? Mm-hmm. Well, or do you, how do you communicate You know, that? it's really hard to get me upset, but I think my family has it down. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so... They're the experts. Yeah, they always. could teach classes on it. But yeah. essentially, what I do now at this point in my life is I, I know I'm going to get upset, so I, I already go into this conversation. If I want to talk about politics, and it's something I do often, I like understand myself enough that... I, being upset is just the base, right? But from there, I was like, I want this to be productive. So I want to understand when they were my age, were they dealing with like what was going on in their political landscape? That literally meeting them where they're at, not just like where I'm at here today, but uh-huh. where were they when they were 24 right. in India? Like what was going on politically? Did they care? And is that why their mentality now is the way that it is? So you're trying to bridge and create understanding because you're, you want to meet them where they're at and yeah. know their context. 
I really do. And mm. and without getting that context, like I've gotten a lot of good information and like depth and just really like amazing stories from them that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have if I wasn't willing to meet them right in a specific mental space. So I think that's that's I mean right there I meaning somebody what they're at whether that's like a generational gap with your parents or whatnot. I think it's a really powerful piece of advice like I'm I'm like preach my brain I'm learning from you. And and for me it's funny because again contextually I get really different based on who I'm talking to, right? So if I'm talking to a stranger, I can be super opinionated and very clear about what I think and feel and where I stand on X, Y, or Z. And then, again, with family, they're a very special set of aliens that just know how to trigger every little last button that you didn't even know you had, and suddenly their eyebrow goes up, and you're like, what is that attitude? What? Are, why are you being, why are you dismissing, you know what I mean? Like, you can just interpret everything whole nine yards. I think specifically with parents, we have, I have a, both you and I have a specific cultural gap as well because we are the children of immigrants. And so there's a lot there, you know, like we did not grow up in the same country. We did not grow up vastly different cultures, right? I, I just, I could go on this about this for days about how, America is really all about independence and individuality, finding yourself, and then Korea is all about the collective whole, and you're an extension of your family, mm-hmm. and you dishonor me by doing X, Y, Z, don't wear those pants, why is your hair parted that way, Oh, I can't even, you know? Mm-hmm. So understanding even that, like, embracing that fact is like a big thing for me, to try to be compassionate to the fact that they feel that gap as much as I do, Right? Um, so it's kind of the same thing. It's like meet them where they're at because probably they're at where I am. They have these beliefs and they're really strong-minded about X, Y, Z, and so am I. So in that way, we're exactly the same. Yeah, We just have different opinions. When it comes to expressing my feelings, um, <laughs> it took me a couple decades and a half to stop crying every time I talked about my feelings with them. Um, and that just takes practice, you know? But I think the first time... I think parents are dying to talk to their kids deep oh. down. Oh, yeah. And if you ever were like, mom or dad, like, can I talk to you? It might be awkward as fuck, and mm. it probably will be. But, but, like, I don't know. I think deep down, even if they're awkward, it'll still be like, they'll be really happy. So maybe that idea, like, feeding yourself that idea, like, they want to talk to me. Um, maybe they're not going to like the information I'm about to share with them because I'm going to tell them, like, you pissed me off and I think you're a bad parent because blah, blah, blah. But just, it sucks, but I kind of put the onus, maybe it might be unfair, but life's not fair. I put the onus on the child because if you feel these feelings um, and you're part of that younger generation that's, like, more willing to communicate, then I think you got to take that first step. And it's super awkward, and, like, everyone can do it in their different ways. I know friends of mine who have, like, written letters to their parents. Um, I know a lot of, like, other roundabout ways, like they went to an aunt or uncle first, or they, like, get advice from other ways because no no person's the same. So um, I say kind of, like, use your resources. Know that it'll take time, probably. Oh, it took years. It took years. It took years for me to get my parents to open up, like, oh, my God. And my dad's like an iron wall. Like, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Another topic. Yeah. No, my dad's an iron wall, but I know he's all mush inside. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why are you protecting the mush? It's already mush. Like, no one's going to come out. in there and, like, beat it to more mush. You're not fooling anybody. Exactly. Especially, like, your child. You know, like, yeah. your children know. 
God. Um, I hope that was helpful advice. Um, it's not easy to share with anybody if you're feeling something negative um, and something very personal because it means you have to be vulnerable. Oh, yeah. But um, maybe, yeah, just take it step by step, like super, super small and just be like, all I'm going to do is say, can we talk? That's all you have to do. You don't even have to think about, like, don't have an outline of all the things you need to address. Like, take it one step at a time, maybe, that works for you. Yeah. You know how I started? I, I, I used, we always ask each other, like, how was your day? You oh. know, like, and I got so tired of the BS answer, like, good. Fuck you. <laughs> I know it wasn't good. You, you walk in here with pizza. <laughs> if you were good, you'd be making homemade Indian food. Yeah, like, pizza's a, okay, so pizza's a sign. Yeah, pizza's a it's sign. It's all bad. It's a bad day if it's a pizza day, you know? Oh, I'm learning a lot about your family. I love oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah, and so I just, I was like, Mom, like, if every time I ask you how are you doing or how was your day and you just say good, then there's not really a conversation and how are we going to move forward? Right. Like, when we're, when we're old, are you still going to want to say good? Like, right. And she was like, no, actually. And I was like, yeah, exactly. So that, and that, that was my first thing. That was my thing that used to piss me off. Like, if there's something that pisses you off about your parents, address it. <laughs> Be careful. Proceed with caution, but address it. Yeah. No. And that was my thing. It was like, since I was little, I would always address it. But I had to, like, again, years yeah. learn how. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I actually, when my dad, when both of us get upset, because it happens pretty often. Um, well, not anymore. But one of my biggest things, again, for anyone who's dealing with, like, an upset parent and you're upset, just say, okay. Yeah. Like, for real, though. Don't, like, do it condescendingly. Don't do it to mock them. Don't be like, okay. Just be like, okay. Like, for real. I would take a step. This is a, happened in my mid-20s. It was, like, a breakthrough. When he was starting to get heated and or he would start to and he'd be like, blah, 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 blah. Like, literally telling me, stop wearing skinny jeans. You're, you're an adult now. And be like, okay. Even though I have no intention of stopping wearing whatever I feel like wearing. But I would just say, okay. It would diffuse and then proceed with life. Yeah. And if it's something worth arguing or bringing up, I'll bring it up. But I'm not going to feed you. <laughs> I'm not going to feed the beast. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Girl, yeah. pizza, though. Yeah, man. Pizza's like a happy meal for Who me. knew? Who knew? Yeah. Read your, read your parents. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was our IMO, first IMO segment. Cool. I want to ask you so many questions now. Like, Mumbry, guide me in my life. Oh, my God. This is how, this is how friends help one another. Yeah. Mabri, if people want to be blessed with more of your presence in their lives, how can they find you? Uh, I'm super active on Instagram. So at Preetman, P-R-E-E-T, man. Um, and then also on Facebook, if you want to follow our nonprofit, go ahead and follow Collaboration Los Angeles. and uh, Collaboration with a K. Collaboration with a K. You can learn more about the work that we do because we both love it. Yes, yes, yes. So that's basically it. All right. Um, and, and that'll actually do it for the very first episode of First of All. Uh, I'm so happy to spend this half hour with you guys. And I'm excited for upcoming episodes with some amazing guests that have also already been, you know, we've, we've been discussing, we're plotting, it's going to happen. I also have a Patreon account. This is part of my Sorry Not Sorry movement in my life. Um, I really want to develop this podcast. I want to pay my audio engineers and and get good equipment, do the whole thing, because I want this to be top quality content to share with the world. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm developing a production company, etc. So this all goes to be part of that. If you found value in this podcast, if you'd like to support me as a creative 
I will gladly receive your patronage. So please visit my Patreon page. I will share that uh, in any links where where this podcast will be posted. And uh, please follow me at ad po- at first of all podcast on Instagram, where you'll find more information. And forthcoming, there will be website and all that good fancy stuff. So. Yeah, that does it. Thank you so much, Manpreet, for hanging out with me. You are most welcome. Please. <laughs> this was great. I had a wonderful therapy session this Wednesday. Like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, join us next time on First of All. Have a great day. First of All is hosted by me, Minji Chang. Our guest this week was Manpreet Kaur of Collaboration Los Angeles, and our producer is Marvin Yue. Subscribe to First of All on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever you find your podcasts, and leave a rating and review on Apple. Five stars, please. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm